0: How's it going everybody? Welcome to the Friday edition of the Niners Nation podcast. I'm Rob Stats Carrera and here we are days away from the week 10 game Niners at 4 and 5 heading to New Orleans to take on the 6 and 2 New Orleans Saints. Not a game many people think the 49ers will win, but you know what? I'm trying to be more positive here, especially on the podcast, and I'm not going to talk about all the guys that aren't there, okay? I want to look at the guys that are there, and let's assume, just for the sake of argument, since you're listening to this podcast, that the 49ers can actually win this game. How are they going to do it? I will take you through it today. I'm going to go through what I think the Niners should do offensively, what I think the approach will be defensively, and also a hidden area of the game that I think could work to the Niners' advantage if they can break off a couple of big plays. First up, offensively. What do the 49ers have to do? And and to this, I look at how the Raiders attacked the Saints in Week 2. The Raiders won that game, and the way they did it was Derek Carr kept the Saints off the field by utilizing the short passing game. He kept the chains moving. They had time-consuming drives. Drew Brees and company could do nothing but watch as the Raiders moved down the field. And considering who the 49ers have going this week, I think they're going to have to use a similar plan, especially early. And that's something that I look for right out of the gates for the offense, especially. Like, get something going early. Just You know, there's going to be fans in the stands for the first time. They're going to be going nuts. I know it's not going to be crazy loud, but it's going to be louder than the teams are used to. Get something going early. Shut those fans up. Get a little confidence for your offense, you know, for Mullins and all those guys. Just get some positive vibes going, and not only for the offense, but also for your defense. Look, the 49ers defense has played well, especially early in these games. They have kept them in most of these games early. Send a message to those guys. Hey, we're here for you today. We're going to pick you up. We're not going to leave you, you know, with short fields because we're turning the ball over we're not going to leave you gassed all the time because you have to keep running in after we go three and out send a message to everybody in that stadium that it's going to be different get something going early and let them know that it's going to be a 60 minute game now obviously that's easier said than done how do they do it I think if you're the Niners, what you got to do is get the ball out of Nick Mullen's hands. The Saints have seen an uptick in pass rush recently. They've been really sort of gelling as a defense. So you want to get the ball out of Mullen's hands. Don't let them gain that momentum that they're going to get by sacking you and possibly turning you over and all the other things. Look at who you have on offense. Brandon Ayuk is going to have a starring role, I think, this week. I think it's part of what Kyle Shanahan wanted to do last week, but couldn't do because of the whole COVID situation. So I think this week is going to be Brandon Ayuk's time to shine. And I know he's a rookie, but you know what? We're 10 weeks into this thing now. Like, time to step up. Time to grow up. Look, let's just see if you're going to be a nice receiver or are you going to be a star? Are you going to be the guy that can put the team and the offense on his back? And we don't know that about Ayuk because he hasn't really had any consistent sort of passing from whatever quarterback has been under center this year. Let's sort of see him sort of uh, burst onto the scene a little bit here. Let's see him mature before our eyes. I want to kind of see what he can do. Obviously, his strong suit is after the catch. I think a couple of the guys the Niners have going this week. That's going to be the way to hurt the Saints. Richie James is good after the catch. Jamichael Hasty is good either after the catch or as a ball carrier. These guys have vision, they're elusive, or in some cases can just beast people. That's how it's going to have to be done for the 49ers offense. You're not going to be throwing bombs down the field and and ripping off chunk plays in that way. But like I said, I think that that's okay because it works to keep New Orleans off the field. As far as running the ball, it's going to be tough sledding. The Saints are number one against the run in the league. They're only allowing 80 yards per game. So you're not going to be able to gash them with the run, I don't think, like the 49ers normally want to do. To me, you use your run game in second and short and third and short situations to keep the ground game going. Maybe you can throw a couple RPOs at them that end up being runs where you can sort of sneak and gain some yards that way. You're not going to have a consistent ground game the way they have in the past. And if you get down in the red zone, use Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed is an excellent route runner, probably the best route running tight end the 49ers have, even when Kittle was there. We've seen him be able to get open in the red zone near the goal line earlier this season when he was healthy. Utilize that again. He's probably your biggest red zone threat. Take advantage of it. Also, I think Kendrick Bourne's going to get some love in the red zone, assuming he can play. He's going to travel. So hopefully there are no more COVID positive tests or unclear tests or whatever the heck is going on there. Hopefully he gets on the field because again, in the red zone, I think he could be a threat as well. There are still weapons here. There are still guys that can hurt you, especially with the way Kyle Shanahan can draw it up. It's not like there's nothing on offense. It's a little more than what we saw out there last week. I just hope that the Niners get in a position where they can maximize it. My worry is they're going to get down by multiple scores early, and then they're going to have to come out of their game plan. They're going to have to try and gain chunk yardage down the field quickly. And that's not what this offense Sunday is going to be suited to do. That's not how they can play this game if they want to be successful. If they can keep it close and not have to go to that hurry-up offense or that one-dimensional offense, that's the only way that they're going to be able to pull this thing off. Can Nick Mullins consistently do that? Can he consistently move the chains? It's not going to be easy. The Saints defense is for real. They've been getting better as the season goes along. I think they're going to be pumped up with fans there. I'm just sort of hoping in the back of my mind that maybe they're due for a little bit of a letdown. Just maybe. They've had a very difficult stretch in their schedule recently. They're past it now. They're coming off a huge win against a division rival where they absolutely destroyed Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I just wonder if maybe they saw the 49ers on the schedule and they saw the names Mullins and Hasty in instead of Garoppolo and Mostert, and maybe they sort of look past the 49ers. That's why I say if they can come out early, your best chance I think is going to be early in the game, go down the field, get a touchdown, stick it in the end zone, and announce your presence with authority, as some have said. Now, all that could be crap, and the Saints could be on their game and looking for revenge for the 49ers beating them last year in that epic game. I could be totally wrong. But look, it's a game played by human beings, and human beings... Don't always get up for every single game the exact same way. We saw it last year with the 49ers against the Falcons. They came out totally flat. They just didn't look interested. They never really thought that they were actually going to lose the game. And then what happened? Julio Jones scores on the final play, and the Falcons get a win over the Niners. A 13-3 Niner team that went to the Super Bowl. So stuff happens, even in really, really good seasons. Maybe this could be one of those weeks for the 49ers. You know, I mean, how many games this year have we seen the 49ers lose that they should have won? The Miami game, the Philly game, there are so many games where we think, oh, we've got the better team going in, and it doesn't happen. Maybe this is the reverse for the 49ers this week. That can happen too, you know. That's allowed. The Niners can steal one of these games that they're not supposed to win. So that's what I think offensively. Get the ball out of Mullen's hands. Utilize your guy's ability as a ball carrier after the catch or on the run. And hopefully score some points early to shut the crowd up and gain some confidence. When we come back, I'll look at the defensive side of the ball for the 49ers and one other area of the game I think the Niners could have a significant advantage after the break. Welcome back to the Niners Nation podcast. Here we're in full Saints preview mode as the 49ers head to New Orleans in Week 11. Just did the offense for you. Now I want to break down what I think we're going to see defensively. To me, it's all about slowing down one guy, Alvin Kamara. The whole Saints offense flows through Kamara. He's averaging 130 yards from scrimmage per game. He's averaging 6.6 yards per touch, and he's already over 1,000 yards from scrimmage on the season. He's been absolutely incredible. They run the whole offense through him. I think he is the sun around which this whole offense orbits, and it's going to be difficult to slow him down. I'm interested to see how Robert Sala sort of uses Fred Warner maybe to try and slow down Kamara a little bit. My only fear is... We haven't seen Robert Sala take away the other team's number one threat really often. In fact, really ever. That's not really what the 49ers do. They don't really tailor their game plan specifically to slow down one person on the other team. That's why Jason Verrett doesn't always cover the other team's best wide receiver, even though we all think he should, right? I mean, everybody thinks you use Verrett on Michael Thomas, you use Fred Warner hopefully to follow Alvin Kamara wherever he goes, at least as a receiver, And then you sort of take your chances and pick your poison with the other guys. Well, we're probably not going to see that. We're probably going to see the same old standard defense that the 49ers use. I don't know why they seem so hesitant to get out of that, especially with all the injuries this year. If you ever had an excuse to get out of what you normally do, this year would be it. But for some reason, they just don't seem able to do it. So I don't know how they are going to deploy their weapons on defense. I don't know if Verrett is going to be guarding Michael Thomas every time. Maybe he will, but it seems unlikely. The bigger issue for the 49ers is going to be pass rush because the Saints don't give up a lot of sacks and the 49ers don't get a lot of sacks. And that always worries me. When your weakness lines up with the strength of your opponent, you're in big trouble. And that's where I think the Niners are in trouble because even though I think Drew Brees is not very good, I think his arm is washed. I think they're admitting his arm is washed by how much they've used Taysom Hill this year. If you give him time to throw, Drew Brees is still going to carve you up. Like, that's just a fact. Sean Payton is too good of a play caller, and Drew Brees is too good of a quarterback to have bad games when he's not getting pressured. Maybe we see Robert Sala use Fred Warner as a blitzer a little more. He has done that. He has blitzed more this year than he has in previous years, which is nice to see. I just don't know how effective it's going to be. I mean, Drew Brees at this point has seen every possible blitz from every possible player and every possible angle. He knows where the ball's got to go when somebody's coming. How do the 49ers adapt to that? I don't know. Do they use Jimmy Ward more at the line of scrimmage? Maybe. Are we ever going to see Tarvarius more like this season at all? I mean, Jaquisky Tart's done for the year and most likely done as a 49er. Can we see more this week? Like, is that allowed... Can someone inform Robert Sala that he doesn't have to play Marcel Harris? Like, I have seen enough Marcel Harris to know that I have seen too much Marcel Harris. I mean, the guy constantly gets burned in coverage and burned deep. It's consistent. I think Kyle Posey said it this week on the Shannon plan. He doesn't flip his hips until the receiver is within arm's length. And guess what? By that point, it's too late. Did you ever hear the expression, if they be even, he be leaving? Well, that's what happens to Marcel Harris. Way too often. The one hallmark of this 49ers defense was that they don't give up big plays. Well, Marcel Harris is in there and he's giving them up left, right, and center. Hopefully, we see some Tarverias more this week. And hopefully, by the way, the 49ers force a turnover. I would love to see that. A couple of key turnovers could really shift the game. Hell, we see it with the Seahawks' defense every week. They're not very good, but they get turnovers. Granted, they pair that with the number one offense, but still, they get turnovers that take away possessions from the other team. And that's really going to be the formula for the Niners. Slow on offense, move the chains, matriculate the ball down the field, as Hank Stram used to say. And on defense, if you can hold them to field goals and steal a couple of possessions— That's the way to get out of New Orleans with a win. Whether it's interceptions or fumbles. God, can the 49ers force a fumble this season. I feel like last year their ball was popping out all over the place. This year the other team never fumbles. Get a couple of those, a couple bounces to go your way, and you can slow New Orleans down. I don't think you're going to stop them completely, but you can maybe slow them down enough to stay in it and keep it a game. You know, the longer this game remains close – the more the 49ers are going to believe that they can win it. And that's always the way it goes with teams who are underdogs. Even home, away, it doesn't matter. The longer the game is close, you could almost see it. You could almost feel the belief grow from that team when they're in a game that they're not supposed to be in. And when we talk about teams winning games that they shouldn't win, one area that I feel like consistently flashes, let's say, is special teams. If you can get a big punt return that sets you up in a short field or a kick return that, you know, right after a Saints score, you get a big kick return that flips the field, sort of steals back some of that momentum. The special teams' hidden yardage is going to be huge in this game. Or if you're on the 49ers special teams unit, maybe you can force a fumble on a punt return. Or maybe there's a muff punt that you dive on and you recover. Or even as we've seen in recent weeks, A couple of down punts inside the 5-yard line can really shift field position and and alter possessions because teams do not call their normal plays when they're backed up by their goal line. Those things are things the 49ers can win regardless of the injuries they've had this year. There's no reason why they can't do those things well, so that will be a key as well. Can they steal some yardage, as I like to say, on special teams? Maybe block a kick. I felt like they were really close to blocking a couple of kicks against Green Bay. They obviously didn't get them, but I felt like they were close. Maybe they get that extra half step today for some reason. Maybe they're a little bit faster on the turf. I don't know. But hopefully they can do that. Those are momentum swinging plays. Again, plays that give you confidence to make you think, okay, maybe I can win this game. And before this season is over, I really, really want to see a fake punt from Kyle Shanahan. Free Mitch Wishnowski. That's what I say. Let him run or let him throw it. We saw a couple teams do some fake punts last week. Can we get one from Kyle Shanahan? He's so conservative. Oh, my God. And that's another thing, by the way. Fourth and one, fourth and two, go for it. Go for it. Especially if you're anywhere near midfield. You have to go for it. You have nothing to lose if you're the 49ers. Nothing to lose at all. This is a game you have no business winning. The Saints are favored by nine and a half, which we'll get to a little more later. Be aggressive. We always say, do the thing. If it's fourth and one, do you think the Saints would rather have you punt or rather have you go for it? They would rather have you punt because they're guaranteed to get the ball. You want to keep them off the field you want to keep the score low, that's how you do it. You need to possess the ball. You can't afford to be punting on 4th and 1 or 4th and 2 because there's only so many times you're going to be able to stop the Saints' offense. Help your defense out a little bit and go for it. And I know you might not get it, but you know what, Kyle? You're the team's strength. Your play calling and your offense is the team's strength. If we can't lean on that to gain a fourth, a yard on fourth and one or a couple of yards on fourth down, then we've got no shot. If we can't lean on our strength, there's no, there's nothing we can do. So let's see some aggressiveness for God's sake. Maybe Nick Mullins just refuses to come off the field. Just wave Mitch, Mitch Wisnowski off. No, dude, I got it. Like Shannon could call timeout, I guess, but you can't call two timeouts in a row. So there you go. You can only do it once. And as I like to say, You can do anything once. People always laugh at that when I say it, but then they stop afterwards and they're like, holy crap, he's right. You can do anything once. I had an old boss at ESPN that used to say that to me. I made a joke about saying something on the air and that was his response. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I could say anything I want on this microphone once. They'll drag me away after it's over and I'll never get to see the light of day again or another microphone again in my career. But you could do anything one time. Okay, I mentioned the spread. Let's get to the spread, and then we'll get to some of the just some prop apps that I've seen around places. The spread right now is Saints minus nine and a half. And there's part of me that thinks, oh, Kyle Shanahan will find a way to keep it close. But then there's also part of me that could see this game getting away from the 49ers real fast. If the Saints can force a turnover early, get an early score, that crowd is going to be going nuts then they're going to get the momentum on their side and they'll feel like, hey, if we get a couple of scores here, we can step on their neck and totally just demoralize them and take them out of this game. I think if I had to bet this game, I would take the Saints and lay the points because I just think there's a better chance of them blowing out the 49ers than there is of the 49ers to keep it close. There is a path to do that, as I've explained all show, for sure for the 49ers, but the better odds, I feel like, lay with the Saints – blowing out the 49ers. Let's look at uh, Nick Mullins here. A couple of props for him. Passing touchdowns. One and a half is the over-under for Nick Mullins. I think I would take the over on that one because I could very easily see Mullins getting one early. You know, Shanahan with the scripted plays, maybe in the first two possessions Mullins gets one, and then maybe even if the Saints are blowing out the 49ers, Nick Mullins has shown he can put up some numbers in garbage time I could easily see him throwing, like, you know, some meaningless touchdown at the end of the game to Kendrick Bourne. And that's a, a nice way to steal that little over there. I think I go over the one and a half touchdown passes for Nick Mullins. And if the game is close, he'll more than likely have to throw more than one and a half touchdowns in order for the game to be close. So I feel like in either scenario, you have a good chance to hit that over. Brandon Ayuk is plus 176 to score a touchdown in the game. That is fascinating to me because, I've, like I said, I feel like the 49ers offense is going to have to run through him. And it doesn't specify whether it's a rushing touchdown or a receiving touchdown, by the way. And we've seen Ayuk get a couple of those jet sweeps. They like to use him around the goal line. He's very fast. He's going to have fresh legs because he didn't play last week because of the whole COVID situation. I think I would take that bet. I think I would, I think Ayuk is going to find a way to get one. Again, it could be in garbage time, like we just talked about, but at some point in the game, he's going to score because he's the Niners' best weapon by far. One other thing I want to check it's not a 49ers bet, it's an Emmanuel Sanders. He is at plus 193 to score a touchdown, and his reception is over under is three and a half. Now, I'm fascinated by this because Sanders said he wants to kick the 49ers' ass, basically his former team, and he wants to kick their butt. I wonder if maybe the Saints try and work him in a little bit. Maybe they try and feature him just a little, just as a little bit of a revenge play. You know, if he has one catch per quarter, you're going to hit the over. His reception over-under is only three and a half. I feel like it's not too much to ask from him and the Saints to get him one catch a quarter against his former team, especially when the Niners' cornerback situation is not exactly full strength think I would take the over with that. I feel like I'm taking the over with everything. What's wrong with me? Can I find one where I would take the under? Let me look. Drew Brees' passing yardage is over under 271. That might be one where I take the under just because he may not have to. He, they may be running the ball so well with Kamara and that Breeze doesn't have to throw it. And I think the less they throw it with Drew Brees, the happier they are. If they could save his arm and what's left of his arm, they're happy with that. And maybe they hand the ball to Taysom Hill more. Who knows? But I think if I had to take at least one under in this game, I'll take the under passing yardage for Drew Brees at 271. So that's pretty much what I see for this game coming up. If the 49ers could ever find a way to win it, by the way, they'd be 5-5 five and five with a bye week coming up. Wouldn't it be nice to get a win going into the bye week? Oh, that'd be so nice. Get a nice win, a big upset win, throw a wrench into the NFC playoff picture, have a nice bye week, and then you come back, and Mostert should be back, and Debo should be back, and Tevin Coleman should be back at the bye week against the Rams, a team that they've already beaten this season that they can clearly beat again, especially with all those guys healthy. It would just be nice to have something nice to look forward to, something exciting, something positive and uplifting for a change. There's been so much bad. This year has been like one giant downer for the 49ers. Get a win here and go into the bye with a win. You look at the next four games after this, it's the Rams game, which, like I said, they've already beaten the Rams. A Bills game, which I've been worried about since the schedule came out. Who knows what Josh Allen's going to show up in that game. And then you've got Washington and Dallas. Those are eminently winnable games. So, you know, like I said, get a win here and and maybe you finish up better than you thought in this one. I still don't think the Niners are a playoff team this year, but they might not be so dismal and terrible. And I know, I know I get it. That hurts the draft pick. But you know what? I'm so tired of that. I'm so tired of having to be okay with my teams losing because of their draft pick. A high draft pick doesn't mean anything. How many times have we seen high draft picks amount to nothing and low draft picks turn out to be great? George Kittle was a fifth round pick. Fred Warner was a third round pick. Like you can find guys. I'm just, I'm not into rooting for my team to lose. The only thing that changes for me when a team is necessarily out of it is the losses don't hurt as much. I'm sort of scabbed over at this point in the season. Yeah, I'd like to see the 49ers win. I especially would enjoy it if they didn't get their doors blown off like they have recently. And if they lose, okay, they lose, but at least entertain me for a few hours. Although I have to say, as an aside, there are a ton of awesome games on the schedule this week. This is going to be one of the most fun weeks of the year. Even the Browns-Texans game, Nick Chubb is back in that game. I want to see if Cleveland sort of bounces back. Bucks panthers will be a nice game to see how Brady has to react. Chargers-Dolphins is going to be so much fun with Justin Herbert and Tua. And don't forget, by the way, the Dolphins took Tua one pick ahead of Herbert. So that could be sort of a revenge game for Justin Herbert. i like to see that. Kyler Murray and Josh Allen going against each other. I think we'd all like to see the Bills get a win over the Cardinals in that one. Seahawks-Rams is going to be fun, and at least one NFC West team is going to lose in that one. There are a lot of really fun games this week. So I hope you enjoy this game. Enjoy the other games I just talked about. Hopefully the Niners get a win. I will be back with you on Sunday night. I think Levin's going to join me. We'll do the Instant Reaction podcast. And by the way, if there's any questions you want us to answer, leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Hopefully a five-star rating and a nice review, and we will get to your question if you throw it in there. We will happily answer it on the show. If you're looking for me on Twitter, you can find me at StatsOnFire on Twitter. I tweet constantly during the games. It's usually angry, but I'm trying to be more positive. So hopefully we'll turn that up. Like I said, enjoy the games and we'll see you on Sunday.